Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Welcome to the Steve Reeve Podcast with the best moments from the past week and a few things that didn't make it there. Powered by Coldwell Banker Ford McMurray. We love YMM. Monday. Do you ever feel guilty lying to your pet? That's my curious question this morning because a study suggests that one, oh, sorry, four out of five, rather, people do feel guilty about lying to their pet, leaving one out of five not feeling guilty at all, but the assumption being that they are, uh, in fact, still lying to their pet. Um, I just don't quite get why you would need to lie to your pet. You know what I mean? I mean, sure, we can communicate. We do communicate with our pets often. Uh, verbally, non-verbally, commands are known, and uh, every once in a while you've got, you know, videos online of either animals straight up sounding like they're talking or using those buttons. You know, the buttons that have the words, and you start going, oh my god, they're smarter than we thought. What? Do, when do they take over? But no, uh, we do communicate a lot. It's just... They don't really know what we're saying a ton. Uh, not saying that they don't understand our language at all. I think that would be a false way to describe it. But I'm just saying they don't know enough to know if you're lying or not or if it matters. You know what I mean? One of my favorite things about having a pet is that as long as I put a, a cute and affectionate voice on, I can say the most weirdly abusive things I want to to that animal. Because I know I don't mean it. <laughs> no one means it when they're talking to their... Well, okay. Maybe we can't go that far, but still, no one should mean it. Universal Music, they've made a big announcement about their uh, big NFT project, which is about a fictional band. Let me try and explain this as best I can. Uh, their NFT project is called Bored Ape Yacht Club, which is now going to create new music under the band name Kingship, which is the very first band that's been signed to Universal's 10.22pm record label. So, so described as a next-gen Web3 label, whatever that means. Uh, already one of the members of the band, Golden Ape, worth just way too much money as an NFT. Uh, not that I know exactly how that works or or how that's going to last into the future, but I just, I just am boggled by this. There's a fictional animated... Uh, super stylized and also rather aloof band filled with gorillas are, is this are, are you sure you want to do this universal i feel like damon albarn has some things to say about it tuesday super uplifting stuff to talk about like how you're statistically more likely to die on your birthday than any other day huh isn't that how much uh, stress getting older causes you what it feels like anyway uh and i i only really dove into this because i'm like what no hang on no that can't be why would your birthday have a higher rate than any other day on the calendar and why would that be specific to each individual person but i mean it's looking at uh you know just just collecting data from years and years of mortality rates specifically specifically a study that was done in switzerland taking into account 2.5 million different factors from people's untimely demises um and they say that you are at an increased risk of, I mean, sadly, very sadly, suicide, uh, but also heart attacks, strokes, and falls on your birthday. 
That's what makes it the deadliest day of the year. So if your birthday's coming around, just take it easy. That's all I'm saying. Just take it easy. Get some good love and friends and family around you. And, uh, you know, just chill out. Chill out a little bit. <laughs> Clearly, it's in your best interest. The holiday's just right around the corner, really. I mean, we are definitely in the zone now. Pre-holidays, pre pre-Christmas, pre-New Year's, pre-changeover into 2022. And looking forward to the celebrations therein, of course, right? And whatever celebrations you might have in the next couple of months. There are so many different holidays that uh, come down at the end of the year on the calendar. But uh, amongst all those holidays, there's a lot of food. A lot of different types of food. A lot of desserts, a lot of savories, a lot of everything for everyone. And uh, that can have a result. In fact, uh, according to a study done this year, just a survey of 2,000 people down in America, asking about the winter holidays. They're saying that about uh, about the average person expects to gain 8 pounds over the holidays. The average person just expects, just is, is taking it as granted, going to gain about 8 pounds. My question, first one, um, what if you already have? Like, what if you you've earned that uh, that 8 pounds? What if you want to just return it? You know what I mean? You've, you've taken the loan, now you want to pay it back. Does that work that way? Somehow... I don't think so. Uh, my other question, though, is, you know, uh, not really a question. I mean, it's more of a solution. You don't really need to worry about gaining that eight pounds if you just try to do some winter driving and end up stuck in your car on the side of the road. There's some people from Calgary who are trying to get to BC who ran into that problem with the recent snowfalls, causing three-hour drives to turn into 14-hour sessions stuck in their vehicles. People worried about food and fuel. Hey, that's stressful enough to make you lose those eight pounds. Just do that a couple times in the winter. You're listening to the Steve Reeve Podcast from 100.5 Cruise FM. So-called detoxing the vax talk that's, that's hitting the internet. I'm so thankful at least uh, it's, it's not another snake oil deparasiting paste meant for livestock. You know what I mean? But uh, to explain, a doctor from out of the States who is saying that she's got a solution to detox the vax for ya. Uh, that solution is taking a bath with baking soda to combat the radiation that the shot supposedly gives you. Uh, Epsom salt for the poisons. Um, okay. And then she even says add some borax. Some borax multi-purpose household cleaner to uh, help out cleaning with the uh, nanotechnologies that are, of course, present in the in the shot. Okay. All right. Okay. I would never go to this doctor, first of all. <laughs> and second of all, uh, at least this advice is just at worst going to give you some skin irritation, I would say, unless maybe you've got an allergy or something like that. Borax, pretty friendly to most people, like, like a pet safe cleaner and all that stuff. So not going to do much damage. It might irritate your skin. It might dry out a little bit. And then the best case scenario, you're going to be relaxed and calm with some extra magnesium in your muscles and you're going to feel, feel great the next day. Time for music news, starting off with the Beatles. Well, and specifically the Beatles Get Back documentary, which comes out on Disney Plus a little bit later on this month, and uh, coming from Peter Jackson, who just did some crazy things, unearthed crazy amounts of footage, and I really can't wait to see exactly what's involved in this, uh, I think, three-part documentary. But Paul McCartney has commented on it yet again, saying that he says, I'll tell you what's really fabulous about it, in his own words. He says, it shows the four of us having a ball. It was so reaffirming for me. That was one of the most important things about the Beatles. We could make each other laugh. And then if asked, uh, he was asked if the uh, vi vi visuals, if seeing this documentary has changed his perception of the band splitting up. But he says, really? Yes. And there's proof in the footage because I definitely bought into the dark side of the Beatles breaking up and thought, God, I'm to blame. If Paul McCartney's 
perspective can change about the Beatles, I think we're all in for something absolutely wild. Sad news to follow up, however. Chris Daughtry is reeling after the loss of his daughter, who was found dead, 25-year-old Hannah. And uh, she was uh, her, her death ruled a homicide, though... No details beyond that have been released. Uh, there was an arrest made of her boyfriend, Bobby, but that has not been confirmed to be in conjunction with the death. Could just be part of the investigation. Wednesday. Oh, it's rich what went down in Edmonton just recently. Holy cow. Well done for uh, the men's soccer players of Team Canada. They uh, It was a snowdown showdown in Edmonton. Canada was able to defeat Mexico for the first time in 21 years, I might add, since the 2000 Gold, Club, uh, Gold Cup quarterfinals. This is all to do with FIFA World Cup qualifications. And we are on top of things for our section of the world. You know, we are one point above the U.S. We're doing quite, quite well and lost in the run-up in the qualifications awesome stuff obviously we had a big home court advantage i mean you could really even accurately describe it as home ice advantage for the game team mexico getting off the plane uh there's some photos of the uh the players just looking absolutely beside themselves of course the temperature descended by about 10 degrees directly before that happened uh team canada wanted out over brazil uh in uh, friday's game before the weekend then on the weekend the cold descended and now it had arrived just in time for the game some incredible photos that now are being uh, added, you know, of course, to unofficial heritage moments of Canada's history. Just amazing to see the soccer players, uh, you know, sweating from the effort of the game and then just diving into literal, literal snowbanks on the side of the the pitch. Unbelievable. And to those who are saying that that was a serious home game advantage and therefore was unfair, and of course we had to win against Mexico in those conditions, because how could they play in the snow and the cold when they're so not used to it? Well, the thing is, is that traditionally, Team Mexico has absolutely loved to invite people to play in their home turf in Mexico City, which has an extremely high elevation and is super hot. So, you know, middle of the afternoon, hottest point of the day, sun blaring down at you, kick kickstarts to the games are a regular thing. I think it's just kind of a taste of their own medicine in the other direction, you know? If you were one of those absolutely salivating over the prospect of a brand new Spider-Man trailer and then freaking out when they finally announced the one was going to be coming this week, it is here. It arrived yesterday. Uh, if you've already, you know, poured over it, you probably know all the, all the ins and outs, but there is some serious digital forensics work that has now begun, uh, to dissect every single frame of this trailer. It's amazing to see. It's like the, the, the machine just gets kicked into overdrive. It, and it's seriously the kicking metaphor. Let's use an anthill. It is exactly like that. They're already busy. They're already doing their thing. But then you kick the anthill and suddenly there's a flurry of activity. Sony Pictures absolutely kicked the Marvel fandom uh, anthill for sure. Movies coming out in one month's time. One month's time. December 17th is when it actually releases. So... We might even see a little bit more before then, but this is probably the biggest and uh, best look at what this movie has to offer while still keeping some secrets. Big, big rumors. Uh, you know, I think worst kept secret is that we're going to see some other big cinema Spider-Mans show up in this one, which would actually be kind of nice considering they've rebooted that franchise far too often and far too quickly. So now let's make it a real big thing that actually ties it all together. Maybe that'll happen. There does seem to be some evidence. Some people have found some promising evidence, but 
in the Brazilian cut of the trailer for whatever reason. It's a little bit different, and specifically, somebody looks like they're getting punched by John Cena. There's nothing there. So what's going on? They're hiding things in plain sight. Very exciting for Marvel fans. For everyone else, it's a groan and a headache, and a, uh, can we just move on to something else? Hey, Alexa, play the Steve Reeve podcast. Shoveling has been a brand new chore added to the weekly list, right? The daily list, even. A little bit of snow coming today as well, so you're not done yet. Well, there's a video making the rounds yet again. This was one that was posted back like six, seven years ago, but uh, the the shovel rope miracle. Uh, Worth testing, I'd say. Worth testing. I'm a little skeptical, of course, but basically there's a guy with a uh, YouTube account like 2.3 million views deep on the video. Uh, El Canaveros, uh, people are saying he looks like Sylvester Stallone's dad, <laughs> but uh, he's telling you that the way that he keeps his back from being destroyed is he just ties a rope to the handle and then to just right below like where the actual shovel itself is and uses that to do the lifting upwards. Uh, and, you know, it does look like it's a lot less work. It does look like it's a lot more time as well, but... I have done a lot of snow shoveling in my time, especially as the youngest kid in the family, 100%. Vietnam flashbacks and everything. Uh, But who needs a rough job made just a tiny bit easier and more accessible, right? Who needs it? Just take the back break and the heart attack like a man. A stubborn, stubborn man who could have just tried the rope and probably made things a little easier on himself. Or, better yet... What's way more fun and way better on the back? The snowblower, of course. Everybody wants one of those. Oasis. Of course, uh, big fans of Oasis already know that it's coming. They've got this uh, Oasis Nebworth 1996 concert DVD Blu-ray uh, release that's coming out very, very soon. Uh, that's been, you know, collecting the incredible footage from the two very famous concerts that the band played back-to-back, uh, two different dates, and now uh, all being brought together in, you know, sweet 5.1 surround sound and everything. Um, that is forthcoming, but they've been giving teases, and there's a brand-new clip of Wonderwall being played live at Nebworth from the 10th of August in 1996 that is just special and uh, hilariously <laughs> dedicated at the very beginning. This one's for, our, uh, this one's for our anyone... What do you want from us, Gallagher Brothers? What do you want from us? So funny to me. All right, this one's for everyone. All right, everybody cheers. Now, calm down. We don't want you cheering, huh? Uh, That's a bad, bad accent, but still. Rolling Stones, they have uh, been putting out some new music, some new old music, rather. They played the song Ain't Too Proud to Beg for the first time since 2007. The reason being because they were performing in Detroit and uh, needed to do a cover of that 1966 Temptations song. Because they say you can't go to Detroit without playing some Motown. A Motown number. Uh, Solid selection. Thursday. We're playing with science once again. And no, I'm not trying to stoke any, uh, you know, conspiracy theories. Talking about actual science going down to bring back to life an extinct species of frog from Australia. Yeah. Frog that once lived in the rainforests uh, of Australia, declared extinct in the early 80s, before I was even born. 1983. One... Claim to fame of this particular species of frog. They swallow their fertilized eggs, they gestate them in their stomach, and then they give birth to the baby frogs through their mouth after the egg-laying process much earlier. That is weird, nature. That is very weird. And this is the frog that we've decided to bring back to life and apparently have successfully done so. I'm just 
been wondering, how many Jurassic Park movies do we need to watch? Do we need to make? Do we need to be concerned with? There was a whole thing about the frog DNA in the first one, right? Uh, okay. But admittedly, they were also talking about species that were separated by more than 65 million years of evolution. And this is, uh, you know, like a few decades, like not even quite 40 yet. So maybe not quite the biggest deal. But then again, I've seen enough horror movies to know that when you bring something back to life, sometimes it wants to make you do the opposite. There is a big dislike for actually wrapping the presents, and people do spend at least $50 on gift wrapping materials each time the holidays roll around, which is no small chunk of the amount of money that you're being, uh, you know, spending anyway. Uh, but a bunch of people were polled down in the U.S. saying that 52% of people responding saying the worst parts of holidays is the holiday gift wrapping that has to happen for presents. And a lot of people will specifically choose the presents that they give based on how wrappable they are. Or will go with, you know, getting somebody else suckered into doing it for them or paying a professional, professional wrapper. Um, worst part of holiday season is wrapping presents. We really do get all wrapped up in it, don't we? We do. When it comes to holiday fun, it just doesn't make the cut. Uh, do I have another pun? Ribboned for the recipient's pleasure, not yours. Okay, that's enough. Thanks for listening to the Steve Reeve Podcast from 100.5 Cruise FM. Getting boxed in by holiday movies right now. I am avoiding them so far, though. Avoiding them as much as I can, only because I know I'm going to be watching a lot of them in December. Fully planning to put out another month-long marathon, the uh, Christmas Advent Calendar version. Which is a little different than the uh, all-the-way-through-October horror one, just because there's that week kind of at the end of the month that you kind of have to change the, the plan for, change the script. Um, sort of reboot of Home Alone, I just saw, is already on Disney+, Plus apparently. 8-Bit uh, Christmas has caught my eye. That's that's coming out. That's nigh. Uh, Hallmark and Lifetime have both just gone insane. <laughs> they seem to have more holiday releases throughout November than they do in December, though, again... That does make sense because no one wants to watch cheesy Christmas movies after Boxing Day. Get back in your cave, Mariah Carey! Let us focus on what's next. The depths of winter and then the springtime to follow. All the way from Scotland, his name is Rod Stewart and he's actually explaining why he wasn't an, in the lineup. He wasn't performing for Live Aid in 1985 telling us that he only just found out the real reason why. He says uh, in an interview with uh, BBC that uh, they were supposed to do it, he and his band, but a few guys in the band had let him know that the ex-manager, uh, so manager at the time, turned it down because he wasn't getting proper news coverage, in manager's opinion. Uh, so says Stewart, he only wanted me to do it if I got on the CBS News at 10 o'clock. If not, he's not doing it. And that's not what it was all about. It was to raise money for kids. It wasn't about what news channel you were going to be on in America. He says, I only just found this out. I thought it was weird that I didn't do it. Yeah, I mean, kind of strange. Not that we've been, you know, losing sleep for the last 35 years, Rod. But still, it's nice to know that you had every intention. Meanwhile, uh, sad news compounds when it comes to the horrors of the Astro World Festival, where rapper Travis Scott has been indicted, uh, or at least has been, uh, you know, put into a lawsuit alongside Live Nation, as well as Apple, as well as Canadian rapper Drake. Now to the tune of seven hundred and fifty million dollars, and that's on behalf of one hundred and twenty-five attendees of Astro World, including the now ten who have lost their lives. Friday. 
Some sad news rippling through the uh, well, the history of rock circles. Uh, rock and roll music had several real legendary photographers in the midst, and uh, at the fore, I would say a man named, uh, an amazingly named Mick Rock, uh, famous photographer of so many musicians. Uh, he uh, was basically the eyes of the 1970s when it came to the music industry. He was everywhere, and he was capturing the photos, and he was. Uh, you know, uh, licensing those photos to go on tons of album covers. There are photos of Mick Rock that you have seen. I promise you this. You've seen his work. Prolific and, uh, you know, expansive. And unfortunately, he passed away at the age of 72. Um, he's celebrated for his photography of now the late David Bowie of, of, of the Ramones, Lou Reed, Queen. And just, I mean, the list just doesn't end. Truly, uh, just to take a look down memory lane at just some of the uh, photos that he has taken, it's astounding, and he had a real incredible eye. Is it any wonder, right? So, sad news. I'm sure there are some folks who are, remember him well, and then there are others who are no longer with us that uh, I don't get to have a get to have a rock and roll tea party now up in wherever they're all at. It is now the time, I think, to revive. The VHS tape board game. You know what I'm talking about. I mean, it was super hot for a very short period of time, uh, and then we switched over to DVDs anyway, but still. Um, the special effects are now better, of course, and easier to accomplish, more accessible. Um, the programming that you could put into it would completely eliminate that whole fast forward to the red screen and press play. Try to ignore everything you just saw on the screen as it was speeding through. You know, it just kind of, uh, even as a kid, even when I was very, very young and was afraid of the the man on the television set telling me which squares I could move my game piece to, um, there was something that was kind of, you know, there was there was a momentum drop. There was there was a lack of urgency that suddenly came up as soon as you had to fast forward, rewind, and everything. And of course, they were famously overcomplicated. However, now is the time we can do this better. We have the technology. We can rebuild it. Uh, which is why I'm seeing that there is a 30th anniversary Atmosphere Kickstarter going on. I'm seriously considering backing this. I'm curious anyway. I need to find out more. But not just this one. I just think in general, the advent of the uh, VHS tape board game should be revised for a brand new century, millennium, even just decade if you just want to do it that way here in 2021 it is it is time it is time but uh i'll leave it to somebody far more uh, you know intelligent about game play and and board games to actually figure out what they look like i just want to play it i just want to buy it i want to play it once maybe twice and then have it sit on a shelf for five years okay that's what i want to do you're listening to the steve reeve podcast Podcast. from 100.5 cruise fm a couple of movies to think about one that is a biopic that is in the works now david bowie will be the the subject and brett morgan is the guy behind it uh he has been combing through literally thousands of hours of footage of uh, of uh, david bowie and he is also the one who previously worked on the kurt cobain biopic so uh montage of heck was the title of that one from 2015 and uh, i believe that this is one that has been kind of approved by the estate the family the whoever uh you know rights holders are entity holders are it's kind of weird sometimes because you do see those movies coming out and then the 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 family or the the estate or the extended whatever of the artists uh, you know posthumously is going hey no we didn't we didn't say okay to this 
we'll have to wait and see as more of this project does become a little bit more cohesive. Meanwhile, the Bohemian Rhapsody biopic uh, has screenwriter Anthony McCartan filing a lawsuit against the uh, the producers of the film, the distribution companies, saying that there's unpaid profits. And in fact, there is a weird response coming back saying that the Brian Singer directed uh, film had a budget of fifty five million made 911 million worldwide but 20th century fox film corp saying that the movie is still in the red of about 51 million dollars not sure how that's even possible but that's what they're trying to fight this lawsuit with i got to see ghostbusters afterlife Last night, preview night, uh, it technically opens today. Very exciting. Um, I rewatched the original two movies and uh, like I think one episode, um, two maybe of the cartoon show that are, are, are you know connected to the lore of the movies. And I really wanted to see how it you know built up and, and did connect. I will tell you, it's the spoiler free Steve review of Ghostbusters Afterlife. There's a lot of nostalgia in there, but they do manage to keep it mostly feeling like a fresh story. Mostly. I will say mostly. Uh, There is a lot to take in and a lot of connections and Easter eggs and in-jokes and things. If you have not watched the original one or maybe even the original two movies recently, why not chuck them in? They're just classics. Absolutely. But you don't need to is the thing. You absolutely don't need to, nor do you need to explain every little thing to your kids to bring them to go see it either. This is definitely one that is made for the kids, made for a new generation, made for new fans. And while it doesn't overtly go, hey, we're making more of these movies, we got a whole new group of teenage Ghostbusters, they do leave it open for that. And I, after watching it, would love, love, love to see more. If you are a fan from way back, you're going to love this one, I hope. If you're not a fan yet, you think you will be after this one. And some surprises in there that I was not expecting. Some that I were, but some that absolutely got me. I highly recommend. Go check it out. Transmission over. Want more Steve? New podcast episodes happen every Friday or just tune into the Steve Reeve Show. Weekday morning starting at 5.30 a.m. on 100.5 Cruise.